0: Welcome to the Uncomfortable Truth Podcast, hosted by the rock star of consulting, Alan Weiss. Be prepared to have your beliefs challenged and your behaviors questioned. Welcome back to the Uncomfortable Truth. Today, I'm going to talk about how to improve your profits. Do I have your attention? How to improve your profits. And let me stipulate now at the outset that it's not what you make, it's what you keep. So here is a dozen or 15 ways to increase your profit, some of which you may be doing very well, some of which you may be doing poorly, and some of which you may never have thought of. So in no special order. Number one, cut your expenses. Virtual assistance and subscription software and subcontracting, even if you're doing it in the Philippines for $2 an hour, is often not worth it and often not necessary. A lot of people have virtual assistance because it's an ego thing. Oh, I have an assistant. And that assistant needs management and takes time and time is money. I make, I don't know, 10 times, 20 times more than a lot of people I coach. And yet they have virtual assistants and I've never had one. Just because you can get something done cheaply overseas doesn't mean it has to be done at all. Next, move work to the client. If there's work to be done that the client can do, such as gathering information, gathering data, doing uh, scheduling, and so forth. Have the client do it. Establish that in your proposal. Here's what I do, here's what you do, and establish with your buyer that the buyer, your partner, has obligations to create certain things. Don't allow scope creep to occur, which is when the client asks you to do things that are not in the proposal, or not in the agreement, or not in the project, but says, you know, as long as you're here, as long as you're here, can you do this? You wind up doing the windows. But even more insidious is scope seep, a phrase I coined long ago, which indicates that while you're there, you try to do different things because your esteem is so low that you feel you have to justify your fee more and more and more. So you wind up offering to do the windows. Focus on advisory work, not project work. Project work requires that you're there, that you push buttons and pull levers and talk to people and sit down and waste your time in meetings and on and on and on. Advisory work means you are available at the end of a phone line or a Zoom call to confer with the client and to provide feedback and be a sounding board. Much less work, much less labor and therefore far more profitable. Increase the number of your sales. If you close three projects a quarter, close six projects a quarter. Don't pat yourself on the back because you've closed some business and also don't think there's too much business and you can't cover it. That's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. If you have a lot of business and somebody else wants to sign a proposal, explain to them that you won't be able to get to them to four weeks, but you'll sign now and they can pay the deposit now. Or schedule easy things first, such as calling people or zooming people to interview them without actually visiting the client. So increase the number of your sales. Next, increase the amount of the sale. So if your average sale is $50,000, make it $80,000. You know, if you can do eight $70,000 projects a year, you've got a nice little business there, no doubt about it. Think of expansion business, referral business, you'll soon be into seven figures. And so, look at the amount of your sales because a $100,000 sale is a lot more profitable than Ten, $10,000 sales. There's less management, there's less turmoil, there's less worry, there's less friction. And remember, it's not what you make, it's what you keep. So increase the number of sales, increase the amount of sales, and increase the duration of client relationships. Don't walk away after a project. When you make a sale, there are three kinds of business. There's the client immediately giving you a check. And for those of you who believe in Venmo and PayPal and other stuff like that, yeah, clients pay by check. Then there's expansion business, what you do after the initial work. And then there's referral business. The client recommends you to others at your request or even unsolicitedly. So the duration of client relationships can be quite long, especially in large organizations where you might have 20 or 30 or 40 buyers. I worked with Merck for 12 years. I worked with Hewlett Packard for for 10 years. I worked with Calgon for five years. I worked with the American Press Institute for 20 years. So, sustain your clients. Keep working with them. Increase solicited referrals. That means that you ask for referrals at least on a quarterly basis and more often if you can. Referrals are the lifeblood, the heartbeat of business. The auto industry, the real estate industry, uh, the insurance industry are based largely on referral business. And so, ask for referrals because you're doing people a favor. It's value to everyone. You're not trying to take money. Create a community evangelism. Get people talking about you. If you look at the literature, people do not buy from the internet. They do not buy from direct sales or cold calls. Somebody tells you that. They're operating from the 50s. Ask them where they're from. I don't mean geographically. I mean what planet. The literature shows, and if you look at Jonah Berger over at Wharton, who's spoken for me at my events, has written Contagion and invisible influence. Uh, He points out that word of mouth, that peer-to-peer referral, referrals on equal basis from people who are peers, are what account for most uh, most executive purchases. So, create a community of evangelism where people mention you to others because you're so damn good. And of course, peers believe each other. If I have trust in you and you're my peer, and I know you've been to a certain vacation spot, I'll say, what do you think about that spot, should I go there? What's it like to rent a house there? Uh, What shows have you seen lately that you've enjoyed? What's your favorite restaurant? That's how people buy at that level. Reduce your marketing expenses. Focus your marketing on the most effective means. If you're in the wholesale business, that is if you're selling to organizations as opposed to retail selling to individuals, organization buyers, executive buyers are not buying on the internet and so direct your marketing to more effective things such as networking at events, such as publishing in publications which they read, such as speaking at events they attend, such as doing pro bono work where you can meet the donors, you can meet the board members and so forth. Reduce the amount of time you waste. In companies, you waste a great deal of time at meetings, which is why advisory work is so preferred. But otherwise, you waste a hell of a lot of time on the internet. You're kidding yourself if you think that's marketing. I spend about 30 minutes a day on the internet and I am in the retail business selling to individuals like you. It's a time dump. Stop over delivering and providing what wasn't requested. This is a form of scope seep. And so, boy up your self-esteem. All right, boy up your confidence level and stop thinking you have to do things that the client didn't request and you never promised. Track your time in a journal over two weeks. I strongly advise this for everyone having time management problems. I say two weeks because any one week can have some uh, exceptions in it. It can have something that's outside of standard deviation. But over two weeks you'll get a good feel. And mark down, I mean, not every six minutes like a crazy lawyer does, but mark down by a half hour or hour what you've been working on. Is it marketing? Is it selling? Is it meetings? Uh, Is it administrative trivia? Uh, What have you been doing? Even if it's downtime, I was playing with the dog, I was playing the guitar. Because I have found that people tend to spend 80% of their time on 15% of their business. And that just makes no sense. You want to spend most of your time working on important things that create the most profit. And we're talking about how to improve profits here. Let me tell you something. If you're spending a lot of time because you have passion for it on something that's unimportant business-wise, that's called an addiction. I have an addiction to playing Angry Birds and playing Wordle. That's okay. I only spend maybe 45 minutes a day on it and I can handle that. For some people, though, the addiction is ridiculously time-consuming, and for some, it's drugs or it's alcohol. What's important? Focus your passion there, or take what's important and make it your passion. Get paid in advance. Stipulate that in your contract. Give people 10% off. If you offer a discount for payment in advance, Many private corporations and many government agencies have a rule that says it must be accepted. Any discount must be accepted. If you don't ask, you don't get. And at least get a healthy proportion paid in advance if you can't get fully paid in advance. I suggest 50%. Never tolerate delayed payments. If something's overdue, go to your buyer. Never argue with procurement or accounts payable. Go to the buyer and say, we have a problem and come down like the wrath of God. Focus on total days to cash. TDTC. And that means, if you're paid in advance, you have a negative total days to cash. I have my money, I haven't done anything yet. If you're paid during the project though, your total days to cash might be 90 days. And if you're paid at the end of a project, your total days to cash could be eternity. Total days to cash a very useful concept. Get paid as early and as much as you can. And finally, when you're paying your taxes, list and evaluate all possible expense deductions. For example, an office that you use at home, you can charge rent for. You can be reimbursed for all medical expenses that aren't paid by an insurer. The company can pay for that. You want to pay with pre-tax money, not post-tax money, key source of profit. How do you do this legally? You build it into your bylaws, get your attorney, gets your tax accountant to help you build it into the bylaws of your company. So, if you want to improve your profits, there's a 10 or 11 minutes worth of things you can do. It's up to you, but I'll tell you something, it's not what you make, it's what you keep. And what you keep you can spend, you can donate, you can bequeath, you can do a lot with. Uh, too many people will just leave debts. You've been listening to The Uncomfortable Truth with Alan Weiss. For free access to Alan's newsletters, audio and video resources, and for information about his global events and coaching communities, please visit alanweiss.com. Thanks for listening. Keep the faith.